Hey everybody and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard and its games. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two absolutely spectacular co-hosts who in no way, shape, or form are CGI created. Nope, they're real people. Uh, first up, I don't introduce her first that often, so I'm going to introduce her first this time because variety. Uh, Anne Stickney, editor, writer, does everything. Anne, Hi. what have you been doing this week? Um, Argus. And more Argus. And also, uh, I leveled my priest from 100 to 110 in like... Give them out? Four days? What mount? Oh, yeah. The Lucid Nightmare? Yeah, I went and got that too. Um, oh, it's I been kind of... A, oh, the class mount? No. I'm waiting on... I need to do an invasion, and an invasion has not popped up for me to do yet, as far as that quest line goes. But... And I haven't even finished her, like, class hall campaign yet. I'm working on that right now, too. So... However, the priest, man. Okay, I'm going to let you introduce Mitch, and then I want to talk about leveling the priest briefly. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I get a sense that maybe Shadow Priest stuff might be discussed, and so I introduce our Shadow Priest columnist and overall does everything kind of guy, Mitch. How you been, Mitch? What have you been doing this weekend? Hello. Anne wants to talk um, about Shadow Priests. Shadow's great, so if she's about to say anything bad, we're going to have to devolve into a round of fisticuffs. Oh, no, I However, like Shadow. Okay, good. Um, I was actually I was helping in level uh, every now and then. We we two man some dungeons. That's why I said fun. Yeah, that's why I said to introduce it because he was actually helping with the leveling process. He helped me do a couple of dungeons to get those out of the way, um, both for quest stuff and also for like profession stuff. However, Rossi, I want you to take a guess at how much of the Broken Isles actual content I finished by the time I hit one ten. Uh, one zone. No. Two zones. Yes, only not quite two zones, because what I ended up doing was I did Valshara to get the Tier of Elun. Um I did not do any of the extra. I did Bradensbrook to, to go get my Ev out of jail and all of that stuff. But the other quest zones in Valshara, I skipped those. And then I went to Azuna and I finished the main Azuna storyline so that I could get the quest to go into the dungeon. And then I didn't do anything else in Azuna. And I did the opening sequence for Stormheim, but I didn't go beyond going in and watching the whole Grey Mane versus Blightcaller scuffle. That's it. And then I did four invasions worth of quests. And yeah, I, thought, I figured it was invasions, yeah. It was four invasions worth of quests. And that's how I got to 110. <laughs> there was so minimal effort involved that it was almost kind of comical and I have so much material left to go back and do if I want to go back and do it for more gold or whatever but I wasn't even wearing heirlooms or anything. I just had rested XP. That's it. They yeah. made it very easy to level alts so far, this expansion. I had a little trouble doing the invasions on my on one of my warriors, my Tauren warrior, because I was just getting destroyed by quest mobs. They were just eating my face. So I'm not sure if it's a situation where it's easier as... Oh, as, no, see, so you just you know. go into the group quest finder and you type the name of the quest, and there's invariably a group out there that's doing it. So then you just join yeah. the group, and then they're like, yay, mob mentality, let's murder everything. And I'm like, yay, let's do that. And then, boom, 64k XP, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why that would work. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've heard from lots of people, invasions is the way to go. So It was crazy. I leveled several characters through invasions only. And it's not like, not necessarily just watching for invasions to pop up around the clock, but just like, oh, there's an invasion up, I'll do it. And it's 
And I, the I trick is in, you have to I do go, put them in the heirlooms. Yeah, you have to clear like the entire, all of the quests in that invasion zone, not just the four you need because you don't get the scenario or anything. You just get the XP credit for completing the objectives. So you have to go do like all of the objectives. But if you do that, I mean, I gained... It's like level to a level and a half per invasion. Yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. And then um, I dinged 110 because I had like just a little bit of XP left to go. So I decided to go over to the Dark Moon Fair and I picked flowers and I turned that in. And that's how I dinged 110. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, not only is the priest 110, but I also got her eye level. Her, I think her eye level is like 850 or something right now just because I was handing over the gear that I got on Argus on my rogue, like the cloth gear. I tossed those over. So by the time she hit level 110, she already had several pieces of upgrade gear that were just there. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't realize it was it's this easy. unreal, both how easy it is to level and how quickly your eye level skyrockets uh, once you hit cap or yeah, even before skyrocket. Even before Argus, it, it took me like less than a day to get one of my uh, characters who just hit 110 up yeah. to like, you know, 830, 840 and not very hard to get up to like, I think one of them's 870 now and I haven't really even been trying like one of my warriors. Yeah. So. yeah it's, it's just it's it's ridiculous. Insane. The the item level has gone up, like the base item level has pretty much gone up like, close to 200. Like the, because it was 810 to cube for heroics, I think, when you first hit 110 and now uh the legendaries are going to go up to a thousand. It's nuts. I'm just wondering if we're going to run into that same issue that we ran into. Was it was it Wrath that first introduced that, Rossi? Which you mean the, the creep or the, the actual creep item where, squish? Where the item levels just started going up and up and up and up I to think, like absurd levels. I think that was, was Miss. No, it? it was it was Wrath. Because... It was Wrath because we had so many. Oh different no! Tiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Mist was the last expansion before the Squish. And it wasn't just yeah. that we had so many different tiers. It was that we had tiers, but we also had normal and heroic versions of everything. Yeah. I remember doing a thing for the original site that we were on at the time where I compared item level expansion in the entirety of Burning Crusade. And I compared it to item level expansion in just um, like the first two tiers of Wrath rating, just up to Alduar. Item level grew more going from starting 10-man knacks to 25-man um, Alduar than the entirety of Burning Crusade. Starting, Which is I'm, I'm, crazy. When I say the entirety, yeah. And, and that's it, just Alduar. Yeah, I didn't even count Trial of the Crusader or ICC. Because w- between the dungeons they put in, like they kept putting in five-mans that would like then catch you up. You would bootstrap and do the three of those five-mans. And every time they did that, they put in the raids. And the raids would like basically have between two and four difficulty levels. Because it, it was like... Trial of the Crusader was the real model. Yeah, that, that's where it kind of shifted over. When they decided, no, you're not going to have hard modes that you engage in, and that makes the fight harder, and that gives you better gear. You're, you're just going to flick switch. a switch. Yeah, and so when you flip the switch, you could actually do the entire dungeon. You could do it 10-man normal, or you could do it 10-man heroic, or you could do it 25-man normal, which was slightly, like, it was 10-man heroic, I believe, item level was about the same as 25-man normal, so all 25-man groups would break up into two raids and go hit 10-man heroic, like, every week. So I was, I was in that, that dungeon, like, three to four times a week. I was running that raid all the time. And then they, they kept that going for ICC. This was before they decided, no, if you do heroic, you can't do normal. It's the same thing. You could do them both. 
So you could run the entire thing on on normal one night and be, oh, yeah, we cleared it on normal. Tomorrow we're coming back for heroic. I just, do, I, do you feel like, because I kind of feel like we're getting that same kind of crazy ramping I have up. A, I have a theory. Well, not so much theory as I, I would like to see it happen. What? Since the the item level cap in this expansion is going to be 1,000, it, it seems like, at least. Uh, next expansion just have, like, pseudo start over item levels like have everything above 110 have like a you know like they have relinquished gear or whatever just call it like prestige gear and it just starts at item level one like prestige item level one and then they can just sort of reset things or not even prestige just have like a plus sign in front of it yeah exactly just something that kind of resets the item levels back down to one without really messing up everything else because i mean essentially it would be a thousand and one a thousand and twenty or they could just simply say one twenty forty whatever it's weird as the item level stuff is the item level isn't really the problem so much as it's the stats on the gear yeah yeah the stats on the gear when if if you start over at, at like let's say plus level if that plus level piece doesn't give you stats how do you make people want to use it if people are using it because old stuff just doesn't work past level 101 like say you like we're at one one eleven and our all our gear just suddenly doesn't work. You could do that. People would get mad, but yeah. you could do it. it it's really like this is the stats, kind of stuff I leave up to, to figure yeah, if you out. Look, I, if you, I lay the groundwork. If, they figure out the. Nitty-gritty. If you yeah yeah. If you look at the stats on gear right now, you're starting to see like really high stats again. Like, yeah. and that's something we had back before the last item squish. We were getting really high stats. I remember when we were doing um what dungeon was it. I know Anne was there for this. I think it was like the Cataclysm beta. And we went and did one dungeon and we got our faces torn off. Oh, um, which dungeon was that? I think it was Dead Mines. Dead Mines was it Heroic. Dead Mines? I think so because I remember the first boss fight, Alex was just literally exploding. Like there were pieces of him. <laughs> he just he was not staying alive. <laughs> and uh, they hadn't quite worked out the item squish yet. Like, no. They didn't know how they wanted to do it. So we were going in and our gear was like, I think I had something like some ridiculously high amount of health. And we were like all, I thought they were squishing this. Your health is so crazy high. And that's the kind of thing we're looking at. Right, We have crazy high health right now. I have I have like three times the health that um, Blackwing Lair raid bosses had. Yeah, I go in and I go to fight like the Lich King on 25 Heroic. And it's kind of ridiculous because I, I have more health than he does. <laughs> and also yeah, this... I do that like that finger flick thing that you do. Yeah, and he falls over. Probably that shouldn't happen, but it, it does. The only the only way you can fail on 25 man heroic lich king right now is if for some reason you get one of those bomb things under your feet and you don't pay attention to it. No, see, it I don't even off. like he doesn't even get to that point when I go nope. solo it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had I hit him twice it... and he's going to the middle and he's like, "Okay, you're dead." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm still here and I'm hitting you." <laughs> I've had him do it like while he was in the middle of the thing, like because if you kill him fast enough, he just kind of triggers everything. Yeah. Like so, oh, really? if, if you hit him and you take him down in like two or three hits, he can literally do everything at once, and he'll do the circles. He'll summon everything. It, it, so you're there for a second dealing with all his ads until they explode because you know, like you said. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Yeah, it, it has happened to me twice now. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes he just runs over to the middle, but. It's really funny when you do it with more than one person because my wife will kill him before he gets done with his speech. Like he'll be like talking to, he'll do the freeze on on um, Tyrion, and he'll be running to get to me 
do like I throw my weapon, he'll come running to get to me, and then my wife just unloads on him, and like her pets don't even get to him in time. Like they're yeah, running, think, and then he runs to the middle, and they're like, oh. I think I had that happen on Ten Man a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, wait, he's not even in the center right now. Yeah, he just sort of explodes. But it's we're gonna see something. I I I don't see how they're gonna keep going. They might try and do one more expansion before they do something to gear and something to like itemization because I don't know. But I think one thousand is a good place to shake things up yeah maybe anyway we've we're... got news to talk about we should probably do <laughs> yeah. that yes yeah 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 we it, as is usually the case we're going to do some top stories because you know that's what we do um one thing i wanted to talk about personally is something i don't know anything about at all but i know both mitch and, and Anne have done it so what's the deal with this new mount that you have to do like crazy stuff in carazon's basement to get the lucid nightmare the lucid yeah. nightmare it's a new mount um it's like the we Riddler's... will have a post on this later. Yeah, we're actually going to have a guide with it later. And Mitch wrote it up, and he also wrote up the reasoning behind solving each riddle, which I thought was pretty great when I read through it. Because I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There were yeah, a couple of them where crazy. I knew how they solved it, and then there were a couple of them where I'm like, how on earth did they figure that out? Because a couple of them, when I heard the solution to it, I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. Um, but so much like the Riddler's mind, is it the Riddler's mind worm? Is that what yeah. the one was last time? Okay. Yep. It's another one of those hidden mounts that you have to go find where you find like a clue somewhere randomly and it leads you to another clue. Now the Riddler's mind worm, the way that one worked was it just sent you around all over the place. There wasn't really anything to do once you got there. You just found the clue, went to the next spot, correct? More or less. More or I think. Less. I, th I think I think you also had there might have been a limited duration on that. I can't remember. It was like you had to you had to complete it within whatever, but once you had all the solution, once they figured out the solution, everybody could go do it at the same time. It didn't really matter. This one they switched it up because in finding these clues, you had to unlock the next clue. And in order to unlock the next clue, some of these steps actually require you to solve a puzzle. Like one of them has you playing a game of bejeweled where there's no score really. You just, it, it, it's old God themed too. Like all the little sigils are it's little old best. God things. And it's great. You had to get like five in a row. Um, and you don't know that going in and you don't know how long it's going to take because it's a randomly generated board. It's not the same board for everybody. And then you go, uh, there's another one that if you've played the Blingtron circuit game where you have to unlock the circuits, there's a puzzle that's very similar to that. So it's kind of cool because it's like the same puzzles that are involved in uh, with Blingtron circuit board, that's an engineering toy. And then the Bejeweled thing, that's a jewel crafting game. Um, that you can make. You can make the toy for yourself so you can play it whenever you want. It's just they were the, old the engineering one you can trade too, so you don't have to be an engineer to actually no, have it don't. or use you it. No, you don't. It's just to make it. Um, yeah. The fun part, though, was the last step takes you to this place called the Endless Halls. <laughs> and the name is very appropriate <laughs> because you're set in a room and it's one of those Mogu tomb places. You're set in a room and there's four exits some of them may be blocked, some of them might not be, and when you go through the door, you come into a room that looks exactly like the room you just left, except that maybe different entrances are blocked up. There is no way to actually tell what room you're in. There's no way, there's no landmarks or anything like that. The only thing that you find in there that makes rooms different from each other is some room, rooms have colored runes on the table in the middle and some rooms have colored orbs on pedestals and you have to take the colored orb and you have to carry it all the way back to the appropriate rune 
and put it on the rune. And there's five of them. These mazes are randomly generated. Nobody gets the same maze. So you can't just make a map and have everybody else follow the map because it differs per person. It also changes if you log out and log back in, it's a different map. <laughs> you can't stop in the middle. Yeah. Do you lose the orb if you do that? Um, You'll, it's it's kind of like a scenario almost. Kinda, where it's, yeah. it's like a dungeon that just, you know, if you log out for too long, the dungeon will reset like yeah. a normal dungeon. And this will also but, reset, and it'll reset the entirety of the maze. It's a different layout. But if you tagged an orb when you did that, would you lose the orb? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you would have to re-enter the pseudo-dungeon. Yeah. Like, completely. Okay. Um, so yeah. I was about an hour into traversing this maze, and I... I very smartly decided to make a map um, and, I, and I was making a map as I went along and I was about an hour into the maze and getting very confused until I realized what was happening. This maze wasn't just all on one flat level. You actually go upstairs and downstairs while you're doing yeah, the maze. Yeah, it, 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 I saw people drawing the maps beforehand and I, I, before I knew what the context was, I was like, oh, that looks fun. And then I, you know, got there and I was like, oh, that's what they were for. So I started drawing a map. Um, I ran out of paper several times and had to kind of stitch like <laughs> notes together. Uh, and then at one point, I, I wasn't sure if I just like misspaced things because I wasn't using grid paper, which I probably should have been. But uh, I got to a point where I, a room overlapped with another room that I should have that I was in. And I was like, what? how what's happening and i didn't think that oh maybe it's just multiple levels uh and yeah. it was really confusing and i i was spent about three hours in there and well, i think maybe an hour of that was just on one orb once i once i clued into the fact that there were multiple floors that's when things started getting like, making more sense and that last orb, it was the purple orb. I spent forever in there looking for that thing. And then I finally got it. Um, Mine was the red orb. Yeah, well, once you get it and you finish the last, the matching the last orb to the last rune, it doesn't matter where you go. The next room that you in enter will give you, you, you open into another room entirely, one that's actually lit correctly, and there's paper there, and it tells you to go claim your prize. You get to go to the crypts underneath Karazhan. They're unlocked. And um, you had to climb down, you had to swim down through the well of upside down sinners, and um, you go to that big pile of bones. Do you remember, Rossi? Do you remember exploring that place? Oh yeah, and, upside down sinners and all that. that. Well, when you first went in, on your on your left, there was that hole in the ground, and when you fell down that hole, you just go down and down and down and down, and you'd land on a big pile of bones. Yep. Okay, that's where the chest is that has the mount in it, except that there's no well there anymore. You actually have to go through the crypts to get okay. to it. Okay, I was really wondering about that because I was I, I knew the pile of bones uh, like as soon as I saw it, and I was like, oh, I just you know fall down the hole, and I could not find the hole, and I was really confused about that. I glad they to took know out the hole they... to make it harder for you, so you'd actually have to do stuff. Gotcha. You have to actually yeah. like find your way through the crypts, and they're just as creepy as ever. Also. What's... The gadgets and the gates and everything are still, still not named. Yeah, it's still it's still doodad number whatever yeah, garbage gobbledygook that's on there. Gate six. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So you go in there and you claim them out. Um, it was a wild goose chase, but I, I I I can't remember when I've had more fun. 
honestly. <laughs> Even when I was doing the maze and running around and going, oh my lord, help me. I can't figure out what room I'm in. Where was I just now? I don't even remember where the map is anymore. Uh, I need to start over. It was still, it was it was a ridiculously good time. Yeah, and it's... the mount that you get at the end, the Lucid Nightmare, it's one of their monohorns. Unicorn. Is what they're calling it. It's a I, unicorn. It's a freaking unicorn. It's black. It's got purple accents on it. And when you ride it around, it leaves flaming purple hoof prints behind you, which I think is a pretty cool visual effect. Um, yeah. If you're looking to get this creature for yourself, pre- be prepared to dedicate several hours to the Endless Halls because it will it will take some time to get through there. I'm just warning you straight up. Um, you start it by going to the second floor of Curiosities and more in Dalaran. There is a note on the table and that will start you off on your quest. Um, what what I thought was interesting, too, was someone, and I've heard a couple people say this, but I first saw it on Reddit, was someone saying, like, you know, with the Endless Halls doing what it does, what do you think about randomly generated dungeons and WoW kind of oh, thing? Like, boy. it could have implications for future technology and dungeons, which maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I thought that was, I hadn't even considered that. But now that I am, uh, I think it could be pretty cool. Interesting, because it's fairly Diablo-esque. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like it for every dungeon, obviously, but I think it, it no, could definitely could, have value. You could definitely do a dungeon that was like that. You don't want to do every dungeon like that because there is something to be said for knowing what you're doing in a dungeon. But, yeah. you know, it could be fun. Or you could just, you know, you could use the technology for stuff that isn't dungeons. Like, you know, maybe a scenarios could come back or you could have some kind yeah. of PV, PVE type brawls where you just throw like, you know. You could literally make greater rifts in WoW at this point. You just throw like people into like a randomly generated area full of monsters. You could totally yeah. do that if you wanted to. Speaking and of which, maybe we should. Action. I was gonna say maybe we should talk about seven point three this week because um, we've actually got sort of a rift thing going on. Oh yeah, we should definitely talk about seven point three. Um, for, for starters, uh, McCree is now open if you wanted to. Like last week's. It's high noon, story. folks. Yeah. Go get in should, there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the time to mention that that's actually the McCree and Argus is named after the same developer that you know Jesse McCree from Overwatch is named after. Yes, it, it's the same guy. I always find that fascinating. Velen I always call it, it in game as Velen pronounces it in game as Macari. I think Macari. So yeah, because he says it out loud during the. Uh, I always call it Macari, but it's Macari. We must okay. go to Macari. Macari. Okay, yeah. that's not that's weird because. Then again, I realized I just realized I was going to say this. I was, I was about to say that's not how the original guy pronounced it, but then I realized he didn't pronounce it. He just said it in text, and I in my yep. head have been saying it. Now. Yeah, exactly. And that <laughs> We've was all been saying it wrong like, all this time. Like, oh, that's how it's pronounced. But Thanks, yeah, you can one. go to that zone now and poke around. There's new the next chain in the story quest has unlocked, and it's a doozy. You should go do it. Um, also, two of the chapters, like chapters three and four, and then five is the final one next week. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, next week. Um, and then on top of that, we've got Invasion Points have unlocked, and they're kind of like WoW's version of Diablo's Rifts, sort of. Um, they're Invasion Points, and you get a quest where you have to go do these Invasion Points. Do not go in there and try and solo them. It won't work so good, unless you're a Death Knight oh. that's used to soloing things. Um, like Manny? Is it Manny? The one that goes in and solos all the time. Uh, I, I don't so. know the name, but anyway, there's yeah. a couple. But yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Um, but there's, I think Manny's the one that's really well known. Anyway, regardless, don't go in there and try and solo it because you'll just be in there forever and like longer than you'd be in the endless halls. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you take a group of like eh, two, three other people with you and you can go ahead and clear it out pretty expediently. So the premise behind this is these invasion rifts are they are portals to other worlds that the Burning Legion is looking at conquering. Um, you don't get to explore these other worlds. Like you don't get to wander around willy nilly all over the place. It's it's kind of an instance. It puts you in a little room type situation where you go forward and then you clear out the legion and then you leave again but you get to look at some alien worlds which is kind of neat one of them looks I was, very I much erikoa ish i was wondering about that because i didn't realize it was other worlds and it was during that like developer interview or uh whatever q a yeah that ian mentioned that and i wasn't sure how foreign they looked but i'm pretty excited to hear that we're you know he, him saying we're we're one going to pretty, different worlds. Yeah. It was just enough to get me excited. One of them is pretty lava heavy. I've seen that one. There's yeah. there's one that's lava heavy with lots of volcanoes and stuff. And there's supposedly one that's pretty frozen up. Uh, so I know about those two. And there's yeah, one, basically... like I said, there's one that kind of looks like Arakoa territory. It looks kind of spires yeah. of a rock, only different. It's it's interesting because the way that I understand the invasion points, there's two of them. There's two different kinds. There's lesser and greater. Um, the or just regular and greater. I'm not sure if they call them lesser invasion points or just invasion points and greater invasion points. But the greater one is essentially your weekly world boss. That's he drops he or she drops 9:30 gear, uh, and so that's there's that you can go do that. Can you use a bonus roll on that one? I assume so, but okay. I don't know. I but curious. the um, the other one, like the, the other ones that you're talking with, the, the regular ones, essentially play out like a scenario. Like you go in and there's like a bunch of stuff you have to clear out. And then eventually, if you clear it enough, kind of a higher level one shows up and you kill that one. It's not, he isn't world boss level, but it's it usually like a better chance to, it's like, it's kind of like the rares from the Broken Shore, but in order to fight them, you have to kind of clear out trash to get to them. So it's, it's yeah. an interesting different change to the mechanic. It isn't quite a greater rift from Diablo, but it's, it does have that feel to it of you kill a bunch of lesser stuff to make the greater stuff show up. So they they do have that feel to them. I, I'm actually I'm interested in those, but I'm more interested just in the whole overlapping unlocking of things. Like the the world quests will be coming. There'll be more world quests to do now, so your reputation gain will be faster. We should oh we should mention this morning they had a a bug going for like a couple hours, <laughs> where when you yes. did the invasion point quests, um you you when you completed the the final quest for doing an invasion point, you got. 225 or 250 uh, reputation game with the army of the light and then you lost a thousand reputation with the army of the light <laughs> that so was you ended not up... intentional and yeah. it has been fixed but if you were one of the people that was affected by that i believe the customer service on twitter said that you should open a ticket to see about getting that fixed because that was definitely unintentional yeah it's it's kind of the easiest sort of bug to have happen because all that happens is instead of a positive value on a database somewhere, you get a negative value. Someone puts minus instead of plus. There's also a world, uh, not a world quest, uh, um, oh, bloody heck, a mission. Well, a mission table mission. It was a quest that you had to do that would set, have you send out a mission on the, yeah. on the mission table. And uh, that gave you like negative 150. But that also has been resolved. So. Oh, I'm glad I waited to do stuff. Yeah, both of these situations have theoretically been resolved. So if you were affected and you saw the dip in reputation after that quest was completed, then you should open a ticket and see if they can fix it for you. Yeah, the, the fun of these things, I mean, they did test. It was on the PTR for a while. We did do some testing of this, but stuff doesn't always get caught. It definitely did not take any rep away when I did it on the PTR. <laughs> 
Yeah. It did this not. I, I remember this. It didn't do it. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that can happen like real easy because it's as simple as a, mi- a plus sign getting turned to a minus sign somewhere in a database. Someone could be doing an, like, a last-minute refresh and boom. It, it is not hard for that to happen. So, yeah, it happened. Now, if you if it happened to you, you definitely, you know, file that ticket. But in general, though, um, one of the things I find so fascinating about this rollout is how it is interlocked together, how you get, like, you're getting more stuff as time progresses, how it's, it's you know, there's stuff to do, and then the next week there'll be more stuff to do, and next week the final stuff. If you've been waiting for the Netherlight cruci- Crucible, that's next week. Um, so RNG everywhere. The yeah, Five-Man like, Dungeon is also next week. Oh, yeah. Um, I, it is cool to me because, or uh, I, the part about, like, unlocking World Quest, like, it's not just unlocking them in... The three different zones it's like you get world crust for the sub zones now too like today um the i forget where what exactly it's called but it's like a big legion reinforced hold place whatever zerax i don't know um but you unlock world quest there and there was that for the crow cool as well like the the crow cool forest or something and it's it's just it's cool yeah yeah it's cool to unlock like sub zone world quests in addition to just the major zones i like how they're doing that it's yep. a good rollout. I don't mind the rollout at all. I don't mind that it's like gated like that either, because a week doesn't feel like it's too long to wait. No, not at all. Because in that first week, you're completing everything that there is to complete and kind of exploring everything, and it gives people time to get caught up before they jump in with the next glut of content. And I have a feeling I'm probably going to be up to my ears in that stuff until next week when the dungeon comes out. So, yeah, yeah we'll I, get that I, stuff I'm done. A, yeah. <laughs> Also, though, this week, um, I've, I'm the Diablo player around here right about now. Oh, by the way, um, Paragon level 450. So, yay me. Dang. Yay. Um, but I've, I've been paying attention because the Diablo... Diablo 3 has been actually seeing more activity since the Rise of the Necromancer pack came out. And I'm, I'm heartened by this because I'm hoping it means we'll actually see some development on <laughs> Diablo 3. Like, maybe like an expansion or some more content. Um but the patch 2.6.1 is on the PTR right now, and they've been doing a lot of tweaking. They've done some class changes. Uh, one one that I noticed was that Necromancer has been seeing a ton of rebalancing, which is not surprising to me because when you develop an entirely new class, you you try to get it functional and out the door so it's not you know it's kind blowing of the same thing. It's the same thing that happens when World of Warcraft introduces a new class. They come out and they yeah. work pretty great, and then they get series of revamps right after they've come out to just kind of bring them more in line. Yeah, because the Necromancer had some stuff that was ridiculous. And so it's not tremendously surprising. But other classes are getting some revamps too. Witch Doctors are seeing a nice little buff to some duration stuff and and, uh, Crusaders are getting a few things. Um, But most of the changes are in itemization, especially like legendary items and set bonuses that are seeing pretty much across the board damage increases. Um... I've noticed the barbarian ones for obvious reasons, but I checked and the crusaders are seeing it, mages are seeing it. A lot of these, a lot of damage bonuses are going up from like 500% to 800%. Um, there's a lot of, you know, damage reduction going up to 75 or 80% from 50%. There's, there's a lot of stuff. I, I feel like it definitely feels like they're trying to adjust itemization to, to deal with some of the flaws and stuff like greater writs. Um, they also, 
made two changes to Greater Rifts that I think are really, really welcome. One is that Greater Rifts are no longer going to be appearing in the the new temple of the Firstborn, which is... Oh, how come? Because it is a horrible place to have a Greater Rift. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, certain, they, they made some changes to Greater Rifts that, that they'll have less dead ends. But that temple is all dead ends. Ah, uh, okay. You, and, and that the problem with doing Greater Rift is, I don't know if you if you guys done if either of you done a Greater Rift. Like, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I I got stuck in one. That I was in one of the caves with like a. It was really small. Um, the spider ones. Yeah, it, it might have been. It, but like the the area you could walk was really small. I had an enemy that would teleport me to them, the trap, and then there was like the poison on the ground. It, it was just it was almost impossible. I died so many times. Yeah, one of the things that they're doing is they're making it so that they dead end less because in order to complete a greater rift, you not only have to kill stuff, you have to kill it fast enough to get ahead of the timer because when you summon the the last guy, the the the, uh, the guardian, you want to make sure you have enough time to kill it before time runs out because if you don't, then you don't get to complete the rift and you don't get to upgrade your legendary gem. Um, as a result, if it delays dead ends a lot, you'll run into a dead end and now you have to backtrack to get out which costs you time and that's not your fault the place has a dead end it's not like you followed the, the place's map and the map is what betrayed you that's not a challenge to your skill or your itemization that's just a wall and i one of the reasons they're trying to get rid of dead ends is that reason so if if you can always just keep running in a straight line or keep running forward you can arch back and and find a new path that doesn't slow your progress down quite like killing everything, hitting a dead end. And now I have to run back and there's no mobs because killing mobs is what advances the timer. You need to keep killing constantly in a greater rift. So that's a good change. Um, I think getting rid of the temple of the firstborn is definitely a good move as much as I do think it's a beautiful I, map. Yeah. That's, that's why I was disappointed at first because I thought it was really yeah. cool looking. It's, it's a cool map, but if they can't make it so it doesn't dead end on us, then yeah, get rid of it, get it out of there. Uh, but the itemization changes are fascinating to me because almost everybody is getting more damage. Like the only group I can think of, the only class I can think of that isn't getting more damage from the legendaries is necromancers. Like I looked and it was like five, like it was crusaders, witch doctors, monks, demon hunters, and, and barbarians are all getting more damage. I think even wizards are getting more survivability. Like, I didn't see any damage buffs on Wizard Gear, but I wasn't really looking that hard. I did see a couple of places where they were getting more damage reduction. So this is the most active I've seen them in a while. I think I feel like Season 11 may have been Diablo's comeback season in terms of people playing it. Like, I, I really I, feel I like the Necromancer... I played it for the first time in ages. Yeah. I mean. The Necromancer definitely brought people back. I feel like there is... I think this is like a symbol to Blizzard. Yes, people still want this game. They still want to play it give them things to do and they'll play it. They'll give you money to play this. If you give them a way to do that, you know? So I was happy about that. So yeah, 2.6.1 is on the PTR right now. So if you want to check it out, you can, if you have a character you haven't played in a while, or if you want to just see how it works, um, you can go do that. I, I recommend it. I haven't gotten onto it yet myself because, well, because there's Argus and because between Argus and actually playing Diablo three, I don't have a lot of game time to be completely honest. I'm already, I'm already stocked up. I, I, I'm behind on Argus because I don't play Argus by myself. Everything I do on Argus is with my wife. So when I'm by myself, I'm basically staring at World of Warcraft longingly thinking, I can't play it. <laughs> I can't play this game. So, oh, and uh, what else? This this week we have uh, Kelthuzad. Everything. Yeah, Kelthuzad. Kel'Thuzad. Yeah. In Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. 
he's he's fun. He's strong and he's disruptive, and I love him. How much does he cost? Um, it's the gem system now. I think you might be able to get him for five bucks, ten bucks, maybe. I don't know. It's it's weird. The gem system kind of is mildly confusing. Okay. If you you know to remember off the top of your head, but I think it's you can definitely get him for ten bucks. I had a couple gems, so I think I was able to get him for five. But there's also there's the bundle um, with three of his like uh, I forget what the theme is, but the the, the skin he got the the space one skin? that looks like space skin. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, it has three colors. I think it has the darker blue, purple, and maybe green i can't remember for sure but there's like the red and i think the light blue that doesn't come with that pack um i just i just bought him plain and i figure i can craft those later he looks i gotta admit the space skins that they do in in heroes look like tron skins so i always like them yeah no i think cool. they look trash i, I would have bought the uh the bundle if it had the light blue but the light blue is the one i like the most and it's not in the bundle um so i'm just gonna craft that later for now i'm using purple Kel'Thuzad base skin. Cool. Yeah, that's happening. Also, um, Overwatch's competitive play season six started last week, and I wanted to mention that just because it's it's important. But also, I wanted to mention the basketball thing because oh. I had to write a. <laughs> well, first off, just to mention it, um, competitive mode season six is it's it's live. It's also a little bit different if you've been playing competitive before. Um, the seasons are now going to be two months instead of three. You also get, I think it's, you get more competitive points per win. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. increased. And, yeah. And then the, uh, the personal ranking system kind of, uh, I forget what the skill rating, the skill is rating is, yeah, there's supposedly a change. more accurate. Yeah. It's, they're making changes to how it decays and supposedly it's going to be less punishing. So it'll be a little bit more accurate. Um, and they're going to try, and keep it more balanced at higher tiers. However, queue times might be longer just because they're looking for the right people for you to play against based on your skill level. But they are working on making the matching more accurate yeah. for matches. Also, also speaking of seasons, uh, Here's the Storm's new season starts next week, I believe. But they did change. I think I don't think you can get placed in Diamond or Above for the first two weeks. There, there was something, some change where you can't get like the top, you know, two or three ranks you can't place in until a couple weeks in. Um, other than that, no real changes. I'm still hoping they'll eventually bring back two man queuing for, uh, you know, Hero League. But right now, it's either queue with one person, queue by yourself, or go to Team League. Okay, and Rossi, sorry, basketball. Go ahead. Just the uh, if you were tra- if you love playing basketball in Overwatch, like you know during the before the matches start, there's basketballs you can shoot or literally shoot with your guns or you can actually try and shoot hoops with. Um, that hasn't been working, but Jeff Kaplan confirmed that's a bug and it will be fixed by the time that the Junkertown patch is live. Uh, it's fixed on the PTR already and it will be fixed. So don't panic. You, you can still shoot baskets in Overwatch. And I, I, I love that kind of thing because it means it makes me feel like a game is more than just the game. Yeah. It, it yeah. gives you that sense that you are actually in a world where stuff that has nothing to do with whatever you're doing in the game can happen. So, but to me, that's cool. That's actually cooler than I just I like it when they know. make the 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 actual like maps and things like that interactive beyond go shoot somebody. Yeah. Um, speaking of Junkertown, we don't 
have an, a date yet, as far as I know, but we are getting a Junkertown comic soon, or a Junkrat and Roadhog comic in the near future. Yeah, that one's supposed to come out sometime this week. I'm going to assume probably Thursday or Friday, but that's just because that's when they usually release the comics. Um, I don't have a confirmed date or anything on that. However, uh, I, I think it was IGN released a preview of yeah. like, the cover of the comic and also the first page, and the first page mentions Roadhog, and Roadhog makes a brief and terrifying appearance. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to this one because it looks like... It's going to be the last time we had a Junkrat comic. It was kind of like um, a side thing that didn't have much to do with like their background or anything like that. And this one looks like it's going to directly involve Junkertown and maybe more of the background behind these characters, which is great. I hope, I hope we get the queen of Junkertown a little more. Yeah, I kind of hope that she makes an appearance in the comic, too. That would be great. All right. Well, at this point, we should probably try to get some emails in. Um, we've gone long today. Wow. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Um, Anne's going to read them like she usually does, so take it away, Anne. Okay. First email is from Zam, who says, Dear Watchers, would you be okay with one of Vol'jin's mentioned but as of yet unseen sons suddenly appearing and taking over leadership of the Darkspear, or would you rather it be a more established character like Zentabra? And if you think Vol'jin doesn't have any kids, look up Yanaku. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, I know about Yanaku. Yanaku's dead, unfortunately, so he won't be one, but... Um, I think he's got more than one son because... It says Yen- youngest Yenaku- sons. Yeah, yeah Yen- Yanaku was referenced as his youngest son, not as his only son. And I believe in the Vol'jin novel, he kind of implied that he does have a significant other somewhere that we just don't know about. Um, maybe she was left in Stranglethorn. I don't know. Um, however, he does have kids. Do I think the kids should lead the Darkspear? No, I would rather it be somebody that we know already. But Zankiki. No. Zankiki. No. <laughs> but Rossi, Aww. Mitch, discuss. I, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I I I'm never really a fan when shows and stories, or whatever, bring like a sort of, oh, this character has existed the whole time. Like, I, you know, I know he's been mentioned in other sources, but hasn't really been shown in the game. Uh, and it would sort of feel kind of like, here's this guy. He's he's been here the whole time. Uh, he leads these people now. You know, go here look the, up his history. I would here, prefer someone we already know. Here are the characters I would accept as leaders of the Dark Sphere: Rokan who is their lead scout and has been in the game before the game existed. He was in, in Warcraft three. Um, yeah. Champion Uruzin, uh, who is, you know, a quartermaster for the dark spear tribe. He's got champion in his name. At least there's a possibility of seeing him. I would be okay with it. Master Gadrin. I was going to say Gadrin. <laughs> um, Venera, who is one of my faves, uh, dark spear shaman, very powerful. And yeah, Zentabra is up there. You gotta consider Zentabra for leadership. I would accept any of those characters because they've all been established. We've seen them before. We know they've done stuff. So yeah, I would accept any of them. The only I would also reason... accept Vol'jin because I want Vol'jin to come back from the dead. It's not fair. No. <laughs> I was but... gonna say I don't know if I'd accept Zentabra as much because she was like in hiding and didn't come back until Cataclysm. Like she and her followers were kind of hiding waiting for the moment to take the Darkspear Isles back and that's, you know, the whole druidism thing that they brought in when we took back the Darkspear Isles. Um, I do like the idea of Gadrin though because Gadrin kind of ran the village while Vol'jin was, was a- hanging out in Orgrimmar. Yeah, he was the guy that you, if you played a, if you were playing a troll or yeah. an orc for that matter you went, the first place you used to go was Senjin Village. Yeah. It was your first stop and Gadrin was the guy who gave you all the quests. 
Yeah. So he yeah, was the guy I, that I ran told... the place. So I, I I could see him doing it, but the thing is, is like they'd have to actually give him some more character development. I yeah. Mean, before I, I think Zenkiki has a lot of character development already. No. Just you know established. Mitch, no. <laughs> my personal favorite is still Venera. Uh, that's up I, front. I do like that's the idea favorite. of Venera actually. <laughs> when you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, there's a character we haven't seen in a while. And she's basically the backup leader anyway. She was Vulcan's yeah. second, you know? Why not? Why shouldn't she be in charge? Yeah, it would make sense. I'd take her or Gadrin, or maybe, like, both of them. Or maybe, yeah. maybe like, all a three council of those. Of the trolls or I something. I was going to yeah. say all three of those dudes that you mentioned in, in, like, kind of a council situation. That would also be okay. Um, I would just like them to name somebody so that, you know, the poor Dark Spear aren't just sitting there leaderless. Ugh! That but yeah, situation I, still makes me mad. <laughs> anyway. Now I'm going to say this: I don't want I don't want Vulcan's unmentioned, un, unused sons to just be the leaders. That doesn't mean I don't want to see them. I would like them to show up. Yeah, I would. If you're Vulcan's kid, you got a lot to live up to right now. You're you're Senjin's grandson. And where's, where's son. his significant other? Yeah, who is his significant other? Is it Zentabra? I mean, she was hiding for a long time, so maybe it was Zentabra. I don't know. Maybe it's Venera. Whoever it is, show up. <laughs> were you even at the funeral? Do something. Yeah, That's like, the other thing, yeah. Like, where were they when the funeral was going down? Were they there? Yeah, like, that's why I would almost accept it having to be, like, one of the characters I mentioned, just because otherwise, why didn't, wasn't there a mourning troll there? Like, that was, it, like, conspicuous in their mourning. Maybe morning. they, too, were stabbed unceremoniously by a demon and then dead. Well, those <sighs> invasion points did pop up all over Azeroth. No, that'd yeah, be turned really out, cheap. It turned, it turned out the entire Legion invasion was just to kill Vol'jin. No, I just I want to see I want to see Vol'jin's descendants. I know they're there somewhere. Let's have them make yeah, an I appearance. I would definitely want to see them. That doesn't mean, but you know, if you want them to become leader of the Dark Spear, then they should have shown up at least a few times. Anduin, you like him or hate him, Anduin's been in the game since vanilla. We've seen the guy. We knew who he was. He was king surprising. when we started the game. It wasn't a shock when he got, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, of course he became, he seceded. If if you never saw Anduin until this is expansion, then you'd be like, who? He had a kid. What are you talking about? No, Anduin Here, was more established than Varian. Here's what I would like to see. I would like us to, I would like to see us go to Zandalar or what's left of it. I don't know. I just, I want to see it. I want to deal with it. And when we're there, I would like Vulcan Sons to be there or like launching some kind of attack there or doing something there, like seeking some kind of honor or that would that would be a great way to introduce them yes i yeah. completely agree with you like do a campaign out there and then kind of gradually bring in the kids there because that'd be pretty great um hope that answers your question zam anyway uh next one is from swordbo swarbo 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 blade fist us who says so i'm playing through some of argus and i agree with the assessment that this could be an expansion but we didn't get things like a new max level new race class etc that typically also come with an expansion i love story and would play forever if blizzard dropped story content at the legion space what other typical expansion things do we need or do we just not need in wow anymore if we could continue to get story you don't need to read this blah 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 oh okay um no, we did read it, Sorbo, and we appreciate it. So that's the question is, what kind of typical expansion things do you think we just don't need in WoW anymore? Leveling. Really? Oh, no, I I disagree there. I are love you, leveling. Are you playing right now? I am playing right now, but leveling is my favorite part of an expansion launch. I go I'm playing right nuts. now, and I just finished leveling a character. <laughs> of an exp- you can totally do... like. Here's my thing, what I'm thinking, is WoW can do stuff like this... 
and then still do their two-year expansions or even maybe take it out to three years. And you'd still have leveling at those things. But in the meantime, you can get stuff like this that is an expansion in all but name, and it doesn't need to have leveling. Like, we don't need to have leveling as much. Leveling can be something that only happens every so often, and that could slow down creep because you don't need to have the sudden burst of power every, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a long time. Like, do we really need to level as much as we do? Do we need to have I, it like level like 110, it. 120? Let me, yeah. let like me run something by you. What if instead of the traditional, because this is what happens all the time, right? We get an expansion released. We have to level from one point to another point, And then once we hit that quote unquote max level, then we get into end game, right? And that's just kind of traditionally how it's been done. What if we only leveled like maybe a level or two, played through a bunch of content like Suramar or Argus, where it's a bunch of story stuff, once we hit that and then when the next patch comes out we need to level another couple of levels like there's more leveling what if it was staggered like that i would not like that no uh, i don't no, because it's... then i would constantly feel like i actually had to level my character mm, okay see, yeah see, Mitch I, is saying I, I he like... likes leveling i don't like it no i'm tired I, of I like the leveling like my favorite part of an expansion release is grinding to level cap as fast as possible. I don't level very, like, I don't jump right into leveling alts. It's just that initial burst. I think if you spaced it out over patches, it it just wouldn't feel the same. I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's kind of cool, but it's not something I personally would like. Yeah, I okay. I straight up don't like leveling. I like to get it, I get it over with as fast as possible, but I don't like okay, it. Okay, but I what if the leveling it? was incorporated with whatever story content was introduced in that? in that patch i could i'm sure there are people who would like it but for me it would like you know how um right now just like to go with an example like the week-long thing that we just went through with like the first part of argus's story campaign say that was expanded so that the story line was a little bit longer right and over the course of that week or two weeks or however long staggered in between patches you just gained levels as you progress through the story would that be acceptable to you me no, but I'm sure there are people who would like it. Okay. Honestly, for me, once leveling gets to the point where if it just happens automatically, then it doesn't need to be there at all. It can just we could just be max level. And if it doesn't happen automatically, if I have to grind stuff to get it, there's always going to be a faster way to do it. Like one of the th- reasons I'm not really tremendously thrilled about invasions giving you experience super easily is like you just said, you did two zones and you were done on your priest. You didn't have to do anything else. You didn't have to do those zones, which makes the zones themselves, you can go do them if you want to. And you've already seen them. I get that. You've done them already. But it, it does make leveling feel like it's a chore that we are skipping. Do you know what I'm saying? Once you've gotten leveling to the point where that's how you're treating it, I almost feel like we don't need this at all, at least not for a while. I don't. I, do I need to be 120 to enjoy the game? Like, what's the point? So... I feel like I, I get why other people like leveling. I don't feel like my viewpoint is universal here, but I feel like we could do expansions. Not every expansion would have to have leveling. I don't think every expansion has to have like dungeons for that matter, especially if we're going the way we've been going, where every dungeon in the game can come back with, with like time walking and stuff. There could be an expansion that is shorter and comes out more often and doesn't do dungeons or this expansion doesn't do leveling. This next expansion isn't going to give you a new class. I really don't feel like we need new classes at all. Like straight I, up. I don't I feel agree like we need with, a new uh, class. Slowpoke is a gamer in chat. It says leveling in a new content. That's what we need to call it an expansion. Leveling in a new content. Uh, I think everything else um, just is nice to have on top of it, but I don't think we need 
other stuff besides that. And new content, though, to be fair, I think would include a dungeon for me. Dungeons. Okay. I, you, I like new dungeons. Fun. I mean, I, I really do like a new dungeon. I always think they're great when they come out. But I feel like new dungeons can just happen whenever. Like, we getting a new one now. Yeah, like, but there needs to be, like, an, an initial, like, batch An initial dungeons. handful. Yeah. Yeah, or I can see that. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I need that, but I can see it. I can get why you'd say that. Because it does... One of the things you need isn't just new content. It needs to have that feeling of this is a new place. Like, Argus has that. Yeah. But, like, when you go... like. When you went to patch 7.2, you did not feel like, oh, we're in a whole new place. It was like, no, it's the exact same place we've been this whole time. Um, that happens. Like Pandaria is another example of that. When you went to Pandaria, when we got the Isle, you know, the Isle of Thunder, it didn't feel like a whole new place. It was just a place in, in Pandaria we hadn't been already. That didn't feel like an expansion. But going to Pandaria itself did because of the new zones, because of the new dungeons. I'll give you that. The dungeons helped give you that. But I could I honestly, if we if we were told we're gonna do this new expansion, you're gonna still be at level one ten, but we're going to like we're going to this new continent on Azeroth you've never seen, there'll be seven new zones, I would feel like that was an expansion. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like, well, there's new, new I'm not leveling, so it's not an expansion. I would be like, okay, seven new zones, gonna fourteen new dungeons, uh, two raids to start. Yeah, that's an expansion. I, I don't I don't care if I'm not leveling to one twenty, that that's an expansion. You've just expanded the game. You've you've handed me everything you just handed me when this game started. You know that's. Do, do you know what I'm getting at here? Like I'm, I'm, I, I know what you're getting at. It's just I. That's not what I would want. I I wouldn't want them to remove. Like if we got seven zones and no leveling, I'd be disappointed. If you weren't leveling, why would you do the seven zone? That's a good point. I I would do them for the story and and possibly new items and. Okay, so if you stuff. were getting XP right along with the story and gaining levels, would that really make a difference? The only reason it bothers me is because I always feel like I need to do it the most efficient way possible. That is my biggest problem with leveling. It, it's one of those situations where I, the first time I do it, I don't mind as much. Like I, we all when we when we did um, the opening for Legion, we all leveled as fast as we could. We did a thing where we were up for like how long were we up for? We were up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember coming back and co- going away and coming back, and people were still up and we. That was fun. I don't hate it, but at the same See, time... I, I live for that with the expansion releases. That is, that's my happy place. I feel like I could, I could have an expansion that did not have that, and I would not st- think it was bad. But, you know, it, it also... If you're, you're basically making a good point in that if I don't do it for XP, but I'm doing it for gear and to unlock dungeons and to unlock raids in the future, I'm still essentially doing it for levels, right? It's just not called yeah. levels. Yeah. If I'm getting stronger, that's the weird thing about an MMO is that you basically are leveling three times when you level. Like you level because you do things to progress in in order to unlock things later. You level to actually level your character to go up to go up levels and you level to get better gear. So, you know, and they've even made it so as you go up in levels, the gear you have will get worse just because ratings will be lower. So you'll have to upgrade. And they've done that even more now like old set bonuses don't even work for you anymore. Like if if you're wearing like Wrath of the Lich King gear and you go to Pandaria after like I think I don't know at what point but your step bonuses stop working after a couple levels. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna replace that gear. So in a way, you could play around with which of those you're doing with any new expansion. But I really don't think you ever you I don't think we ever are gonna need a new race or a new class. You could do the next five expansions without a new race or a new class, and I would miss them. But I could certainly see them happening. We've had expansions that didn't have 
didn't have new races and we've had expansions that didn't have new classes. I would prefer new races over new classes just because new classes, yeah. it's harder to balance. Sometimes it, it feels like, you know, with Demon Hunters, I know Warlocks got pretty pissed that they were taking some of their abilities. Um, but with, you know, uh, new races, you get the whole story. You can still play existing stuff without having to worry you don't have to do the thing there where you have to balance an entirely new class into the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How many tanks are we going to have this month? Exactly. So, yeah, I, I accept them. <laughs> okay. New races, you could not, we could do without them, but they're, they are more fun, in okay. my opinion. I want to I get to at least one more email here before we wrap up the show, and I'm going to skip forward here because I feel like we need to address this one, and I actually have an answer for it. Um, and this one's from Alessander, who says, Happy Argus Day, Watchers. How is Turalyon a thousand years old? Did I misunderstand <laughs> some quest texts? Yes. No, you, no, you did not. Um, if you go in and you play through the Hunter Marksmanship quest, the one that sends you after Alaria Windrunner's bow, um, you go with Verisa and you go to a Legion world called Niskara, where Alaria is supposedly imprisoned. When you go there, when the mage is opening the portal, the mage says very specifically, be careful, time works differently in the Twisting Nether. That's what she says. And then yeah. later on in the quest, Valeria, you, you, you're with you're with Valeria. Valeria, not Valeria. Valeria, you're with Verisa. Excuse me. You're with <laughs> Verisa. Elves. I mean, come on. <laughs> you're with Verisa, and she's looking for her sister. And um, as you're going through Niskara, she makes a comment. She says, was she here for days, years, centuries? The mage was right. Time has little meaning in this place. These guys in the Army of Light have been fighting this battle in the Twisting Nether for however long it's been. In the Twisting Le Nether time is wonky and weird so has it been a thousand years for him yeah for us no it's only been like 20 years or something yeah i, I touched on that briefly this week in know your lore because it's one of the questions people ask me I, literally every day yeah that's why i wanted to address it on the podcast because we are getting no. that one like a lot um yeah so and if you're wondering how somebody with a human lifespan could live for a thousand years well, time works differently in the Twisting Nether. Also, you have Plus, the fact that Turalyon is fighting with the Army of the Light, and who knows what the Light has done to him at this point. Well, yeah, there's like a there's an example. The of, there's a character on Azeroth who lived a thousand years who's a human. Yeah. Um, Aegwyn. And Aegwyn was basically the guardian. She had the power of, you know, she the kind of entire council of Tirisfall. She extended oh, yeah, her own close. life through magical means, but at the same uh, time... Uh, yeah, I'm willing to believe that the light would be willing to prop Turalyon up for a thousand years, considering the guy is just that good. I mean, he he's that good. You know, he, there's a reason that everybody was like, oh, yeah, Turalyon should lead us. He is that good at being a paladin. He's so. a big old champion. So hopefully that kind of addresses that question. And like I said, if if you have a hunter character, go get the marksman bow because it's kind of explained a little bit in there. It's not it's not flat out. She doesn't. Verisa doesn't flat out say, oh yeah, it's been a thousand years or anything like that. She just kind of confirms that time is really weird where you happen to be. And you're on one of the many, many Legion worlds that are out there. So that kind of lends credence to that whole theory. Verisa isn't, or, or excuse me, Alaria, she isn't misspeaking when she says it's been a thousand years. She does mean it's been a thousand years. Yeah, from their perspective, they have spent a thousand years fighting this battle. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, that wraps us up for emails. We'll have to carry the extras over from this week into next week. Sorry about that, guys. We had a lot of news this week. Um, Anyway, that also wraps up the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. So if you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Please put podcast or Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. I'm Matt Rossi. I've been the host. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Blizzard Watch podcast, and we'll be here next week.